I love the glurg. Glurgle, glurgle, glurgle. Well, if hanging out and drinking is something that you want to do, well, let me introduce you to my boys, Matt and Drew. For fun and laughs and spirits, there's just one place to go. It's time for the Whiskey Tequila Friday Show. Whiskey Tequila Friday Show with my boys, Matt and Drew. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. And happy Friday to all of you out there, and welcome to another episode of Whiskey Tequila Fridays, our podcast where we drink some whiskey, we drink some tequila, we do a little educating, we do a little libating, and we try to have some fun. Going to have a lot of fun today, my friend. I hope so. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm fantastic. You? All right. I'm good. I'm good. So my name is Matt. I'm the whiskey guy. I'm the whiskey lover, the uncertified whiskey hunter, if you must know, and I'm here to help you and Drew through your wonderful whiskey wanderings. And I'm Drew. I'm the Tequila File, and I'm here to help you, our wonderful listeners, and Matt, through our tasty tequila travels. <laughs> I can I can tell by the rolling of your eyes that you're not that thrilled with the alliterations. Is it is it too cute? <laughs> if you have to ask me if it's too cute. <laughs> yeah, you're you're probably right. All right. I'll I'll keep working on it. But anyway, let's our, get to the show. Our listeners don't know. That you text me multiple times a week with a different opening and say, what do you think of this one? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to come up with some good ideas, right? I, hey, man, you're working. You're, you a, are working. You're hustling. I'm a podcast geek. I'm a whiskey geek. You know, I'm just actually the... Just a geek? The problem is I'm oh. just a geek. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's the realization <laughs> I'm coming to right now. All right. So, all right. So today's episode is kind of, we're going to call it like a random hunting uh, education, right? For sure, yeah. for sure. So, not that we were hunting randomly, but we were out hunting, and we found some random bottles that we wanted to kind of share with you guys today, yeah, right? I think, yeah. So, I brought the Rebel 100. It is a product of Luxrobe Distillers, and it is a weeded bourbon. It's 100 proof, and I got it for like $21. So, when I saw it, I knew I had to grab it. So that's what I'm bringing today. What do you have for your tequila today? Yeah, so today I have Espanita Añejo. And I think I found this one for 32. I knew nothing about it. I still don't really know much about it. But it was a good price, especially compared to local prices. And so we were out hunting, and so I grabbed one. Because you found it for 32 in... This is when you and I went hunting across the burbs. Oh, this is not the California one. This is not the California oh, one. Okay. All right. All right. My mistake. So can I, I'm going to ask some leading questions here because sure. you know what I'm getting to. Right. All right. You, you always bring a wide selection of whiskeys for us to quote unquote warm up with. Yes. I believe, and this, uh, this is science. Okay. This, this is science. Oh. I, <laughs> Oh, yes. Please we, continue. We, we need to warm up our palate a little bit before we just get right into these spirits, right? It, I, I agree completely. Okay. All right. So it's, I don't know it for a fact. <laughs> I just know it's true. You brought in a little hunting find. I did. That, that was kind of like a unicorn yeah. hunting find. I, 
I can't even believe you shared this with me. Yeah, it's it's maybe a story for another episode. For sure. Because it's definitely a unicorn hunting story that um, I'm happy to share. Well, we'll tell the full story later, but let's just tell everybody, because for the whiskey geeks, they're going to know... Yeah. They're going to know what this is. All right. So, you got to tell, tell them what you brought. So I, I brought the E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof. Barrel Proof. So and what the, was the proof on that? Because it was warm. It's, a, it's 127.3. Oh, and it is, it's everything that I thought it was going to it be. It is so good. It is really good. A true palate warmer needs to be a little lower proof. <laughs> Maybe. But to be honest, we also had your G4 over there, right? Yes, which we haven't even got. We're going to have to do an episode on G4. That is a delicious. So we, I found, speaking of hunting, yeah, around here, that's a $50 bottle. And some website had it. Buy one for 60 bucks, get another one for a nickel. And that's the mistake? Well, that was nope. the mistake. So yeah. now the average price is down to 30 bucks instead of 50. Yeah, right. So I bought six <laughs> because, because they're that good. Because nickel. I mean, <laughs> because, because nickel, right? right? Because mean, it was a nickel. All right, so I'm ready to get to drinking. How about you? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so tell us a little bit more about the Rebel 100, and then let's, you know, let's do our normal nosing and tasting. Yeah, all right. So Rebel 100 is owned by Lux Road Distillers, and they just recently got purchased by MGP. So for those in the know, MGP is out in Indiana. Now they have ownership of a distillery in Kentucky. So now an Indiana company owns a Kentucky... Bourbon. Distillery, yes. Mm. Yeah. If you've ever hung out with many Hoosiers or Kentuckians, I'm sure that that's a sore point. I, I, would, I would think so. So this whiskey has no age statement, all right? Okay. There's no definite age, and there is also no uh, disclosed mash bill. There, I, I read somewhere where they, it said it, it's probably about 20% on the wheat. And so if you think... To be a bourbon, again, has to be at least 51% corn. So if it's 51 to 60 in that range of corn, and there's 20% wheat, then you have the remaining, whatever, 10 or so percent. Right, math. For, yeah. for, the, for the malted <laughs> barley. Right. We just had 127 proof. <laughs> so somebody else so, will do the so, math for us. So Thank math you. Is, yeah, is a little mathy right now. <laughs> <laughs> but So this is a weeded bourbon. Uh, in the whiskey world, it's called a weeder. If you're a oh. fan of a weeder, then you like Maker's Mark. You like Weller Special Reserve. You like um, a lot of those whiskeys. Oh, Pappy Van Winkle is a weeder, you know. Okay. So, weeded bourbons have a little more of a reputation of being sweeter. Okay. Because the rye that's usually in those rye mash bills... It imparts more of the black pepper, the dill, the mint, a lot of those flavors that you recognize when you taste your rye bourbon. Sure. Right? A little more bold, spicier side, darker side. And the weeded bourbons have a little more brighter side, a little bit lighter side, sweeter. So the note that I get most of the time is cinnamon, you know, and that's what I get yeah. with a lot of weeded bourbons, Maker's yep. Mark, Weller. I just get a lot of cinnamon, not black pepper, but cinnamon as the... As the spice, you know. Okay. So uh, that's that's about it. It's 100 proof. Um, it's not 
bottled in bond. It's just 50% alcohol, 100 proof. Let's let's, go. let's let's give it a little sniff here. Tell me what you're getting on the nose. Yeah, I just get a lot of real sweet caramel and cinnamon. Yeah, earlier we were nosing this, and at one point I was picking up a ton of cinnamon, almost like red hot. Okay. Red hot candies. Yes, yeah. And I'm not getting that now that I'm not moving back and forth between right. the different ones. But maybe if we... Quick sip, back and forth with the tequila. We'll see what happens. Yeah. You didn't have your hype horn oh, ready. I was just kind of teasing it. I, I, I hype horn when you say quick sip. Oh, is that how it goes <laughs> to throw me off? I got it. Ready? Cheers. Cheers. All right. So for me, I got a lot of just caramel and candy sweetness and then cinnamon on that bite, on that, that finish going long into and this is a pretty long finish for me it's still going why about you i agree i agree once it got in my mouth and i could smell it a little bit more i picked up more of the cinnamon red hot on the nose than i was earlier and the same thing it's this really nice balanced sweetness cinnamon on the finish and i'm with you it's a mouth-watering finish. Like, it's almost hard to talk right now because right. my mouth is still watering yeah. from it. Yeah. You will edit it out, but we sit, <laughs> we sit and smack quite a while to, to make sure that we're not um, grossing out our one listener too, yes. too much with all of the, right. all the wet mouth sounds. Your right. mother. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't smack your lips, Maddie. Does she call you Maddie? No. Oh. No. That would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get a second set? Second set, let's go. Okay, so full transparency. As another palate warmer that I brought. <laughs> yes. I brought a whiskey that you're not that fond of again. And it was the be, first one to be honest, I'm that not I haven't that, liked. First one that you actually didn't finish. Yes. Yeah. And it was the George Dickel. <laughs> I can't even say it without you giggling. <laughs> Bottled and Bond, 13-year Tennessee whiskey. And the reason that I brought it over was because I get a similar note in that George Dickel that I do in this Rebel 100. Now, I described it as kind of a mineral note, and you nailed it as almost a soapy note. Definitely soapy, and I could smell it on the Rebel 100 and the Dickel right away that there was a soapy... Not quite astringent, but just kind of the sweet smell, the sweet part of the soap, if that makes sense. A lot of reviews on the George Dickel come back with that Flintstone vitamin note. Even beyond the Flintstone vitamin taste, it tasted like the vitamin C my mother gave me as a kid. Like it was just, it wasn't flavored for kids. Right. It was just the, the stuff that she bought at the drugstore. Regular standard. Just that, that metallic chalky taste just terrible you didn't care for it at all see i didn't care for it then i don't (laughs) care for it in this dickel (laughs) i don't get that to a very strong degree but i do get this mineral quality okay or you nailed it kind of a soapy quality and i get it to a lesser degree in this rubble now right now i'm not getting it too much maybe it's had some time yeah are you getting that soapy note now I'm not tasting it the same way I was tasting it in the very beginning. 
but a little bit on the nose. Can you kind yeah. of smell it? I in can the still background? get a little bit of that mineral. Yeah. Yep. It's not that different than some of the mineral qualities I get in a lot of blancos, to be honest. Kind of I a was soapy, gonna, a I was soapy ask earthy you that. mineral note. It's not it it's it's on a different plane, but it still has that mineral kind of quality to it. And that's why I really? I was waiting for you and you never kind of fell no. into my little trap that I was setting for you. Even this rebel, I only spent $21 on it. Am I gonna buy another bottle? Probably not. It's good, but it's not it didn't knock my socks off, you know? Gotcha. And, and for $21, I'd rather buy, to be honest, the Evan Williams small batch, that 1783. Those Evan that, Williams are just bangers, that right? raspberry bomb, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or a lot of other, you know, um, bottled and bond bourbons. So one more sip, and then we'll move on? I think so. On that third sip, I start to get a hint of what you're calling minerality and what I'm calling Flintstone vitamin. Okay. A little hint of it. Yeah. Not nearly as pronounced as it was in the other one. I agree. Still not off-putting, just a little hint. Yeah. No, I agree that the Dickel had it ramped up to an 11, but it's still there with this rubble. Which, again, it's why it's, like you said, not off-putting, but enough that I'm not going to rush out and buy another bottle of this. Sure. And I'm happy to share it. I'm happy to enjoy it. And for $21, you know, I'll keep on buying those kinds of bottles to try and test and see if I like it, because that's what the essence of hunting really is, right? This is a lot like how and why I picked up the Espanita tequila. I had never heard of it. I'm the king of the transition. Thank you. (laughs) I had never heard of it. I was just looking it up on Tequila Matchmaker. And then I look at the panel scores. There's two scores. There's the panel rating. These are professionals. These are longtime bartenders or, or somebody in the industry. Then there's the community score. I don't really pay much attention to the community score. Could be just blokes like you and I. Right. <laughs> and who's trusting us for reviews? <laughs> but I do trust the panel score. And I came across this Espanita. It's an Añejo. It was $32. And it's rated 82. And typically anything that's an 80 or higher on that tequila matchmaker app has been great. And this is no different. Yeah. I want to say it was like 34 bucks in California and almost 40 locally. And here it was for 32 on this shelf. And I thought, Hey, I'm going to try it. Yeah. I do not know much about this one. And full transparency. It is not certified additive free. Well, so that's what I wanted to kind of get to. Yeah. It's not certified additive free. But, but it sure tastes like it's additive-free. It doesn't mean that it's not, you know, additive-free. It might just mean that they haven't had a chance... To go through the process. To go through the process, to right. reach out to the tequila matchmaker, which, again, it's just a private... Uh, it's just a small private it, group of... Yeah. And really, I think it's a husband it's a and wife. husband and wife, right? <laughs> Who put they, this program together, yeah, yeah. They don't have some, like official uh, national or international like authority. And I think that since we've been sipping on tequila and talking about this, like over the last year or so, I think it's getting a little bit more official. There might actually 
they might be moving the industry in a direction to start disclosing whether well, or not they're using additives. You know, congrats to them for, for moving the needle enough to, to, to convince people to make legislative right. moves, if, if that's where it's going. Right. Catch up to E.H. Taylor and Colonel Pepper. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Who put the, what is it, the Bottled in the Bond, bottled and bond of, Act what, of 1897? 1897. Yeah. Pioneers. We didn't even have like an FDA or a USDA, but we had regulation on the whiskey. That's right. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, should we give this one a yeah. little nose and a let's, little taste? Let's get into it. Mm. Now, for an añejo, this is pretty light in color. It is. It's, it's kind of a straw color, I think. comes more from the char in the barrel, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Yes. Mo- yeah, all of the color and 60% of the flavor, in terms of bourbon anyway, comes from the barrel. I like the smell. I like the smell too. So on the nose, I get plenty of barrel. I get plenty of oak. I get plenty of vanilla. There's a ton of agave there. And for me, that's kind of the giveaway if the agave still comes out, I have a feeling it's not full of additives. Okay. And I know we haven't geeked out too much on additives. Maybe we got to do that in a minute or two. But what are you sure. smelling? I get a ton of vanilla. For me, this is agave and vanilla. Okay. Just. No oak? It's there. It's okay. there, but it, you have to kind of hunt for that. And how about, I mean, behind that, once I start smelling vanilla, I also get butterscotch, but I get a little citrus in the back, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming through. Okay. Should we take a sip? Salute. Salute. All right, Matt, what did you get on that first sip? I was pleasantly surprised by how much barrel spice came out of that. There was a good amount of cinnamon and other spices. I don't know if I would call it black pepper, but it's it's got some it's got some spice to it, you know, and I think it it smells more vanilla than it tastes. I'd agree. You know Did you get a nice vanilla on the finish? Yes. That's what I felt like I it's got. It's still going. Like the finish is long for this. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, this might be one of my first Añejo experiences. So, oh, really? Yeah. Have we not had so, that many Añejos? Thank you for bringing me along with this journey. Um, I got to tell you, I really like Blancos. I do, too. I really like Reposados. Sometimes when I get an Añejo, it's almost like a tongue depressor at the doctor's office. Like, yeah. just so much it can be woody. oak and it can be woody. Yeah. just... But I'm ready to go in for a second sip. I know that much. Let's do it. On that second sip, I get a lot more agave. I get a little bit of minerality. Not minerality like Flintstone vitamins. I mean like the minerality we've been tasting with our Blancos, our Fortaleza, that kind of volcanic type. Yeah, like it's coming from the Tahona kind of. It's an earthy minerality. For me, I picked up on the butterscotch. Okay. And I picked up on the citrus. It was oh, really excellent. nice. Yeah, that came through on the mid palate, and I'm still getting that vanilla and spicy, the barrel spice on the finish. Sure. The finish is long. I really like, if Añejos are a long finish, that is a good way 
to convince me to try more Añejos because this finish, it's still going. Like, it's still... Gotcha. Well, we've done the El Tesoro Reposado. That's probably my favorite Reposado. I've got an Añejo, and we should try that. Oh. And I've got a Blanco. And we should try that. (laughs) We just can't stop. I mean, and we should get the El Tesoro people on the show and just geek out and just... Sure. I mean, if you're listening... (laughs) They're not. (laughs) (laughs) Let me geek out a little bit. You know what? We haven't... We keep mentioning additive free. Yeah. This is a great time to talk about... The dirty little secret in tequila. That may or may not be in this bottle. <laughs> that may or may not be in this bottle. When you see the 100% agave or blue agave, it's not saying that that's all that's in that bottle. It's saying that the distillate, that the alcohol came from 100% yeah. agave. That's where it started. Versus, right, a mixto or like the Cuervo Gold, which might be 51% agave and 49% grain alcohol or sugarcane alcohol. That's the headache city. Man, when you say that, it just makes me want to run. <laughs> right? It makes me want to get up and run away. Oh, you, you get an instant flashback to a spring break that was just really bad for two days because you had... Cuervo shots. And even though it says 100% agave, it can have up to 1% by weight or volume, I can't remember which, of an additive that doesn't have to be disclosed on the label. Think, think of when you're baking cookies. You make this big batch of cookies and then you stick in a quarter teaspoon, a half a teaspoon of vanilla. Right. It's and what tiny, does that do to your cookie? Right. Yeah, if you if you mess up the recipe and put like a cup of vanilla, you you would really screw something or up. If you like, left out the vanilla, um, you, you know you've we've tasted yeah. cookies where somebody left out. Oh, I forgot the vanilla, and it's terrible. Yeah, and it's this little little bit, and you made a hundred cookies in this batch. Right. So imagine this super concentrated chemical compound that they can just dump in by the bucketful because it just has to be 1% by weight right. or something like that. Right, and, and the vet has hundreds and hundreds of barrels in this huge right. stainless steel tank. So when you think of it that way, a bucket or two of that is a lot. It's, it's a lot. And it's, it's black as tar. <laughs> right. It, right. It's the kind of thing where if, if it had a white bucket dumping it out, And you put the bucket down, there's still a film on the inside of the (laughs) bucket. Yeah. Right. It's it's like when you stick leftover spaghetti in the wrong Tupperware. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Don't nuke the spaghetti in the Tupperware. Oh, right. So this is when we're we're talking about certified additive free on the Tequila Matchmaker app. What the folks at Tequila Matchmaker have done has said, hey, we want to come into your distillery. We want to look and see and examine your process. They even go in and examine their books. Like if you Purely voluntary. It's purely voluntary. And I I think it's an American or a Canadian couple that moved to Mexico 
Which I got to think, like, if a Canadian couple or a Mexican couple moved here into town and said, hey, Drew, we're going to check your business's books, I'd be like, yeah, pound sand, buddy. Um, So I don't, you know, I don't know that it was necessarily quick to catch on, but it is catching on. And they're going through everything. It is a deep process to be certified. So not everybody's certified. That doesn't mean that it has additives. It just means they're not certified yet. Right. That's right. You you don't know. Right. And you were just telling me the the Doug's latest episode. Yes. The Agave Social Club. Oh. We love Doug. Doug, if you're out there, we love you. Doug is not listening, but, you know, maybe we'll we'll send him this episode. Yeah. Doug, the Agave Social Club podcast, Doug Price. Tequila Cabal. He had them. Yeah, just recently. Yes. And... It was a very good show, and I quickly looked them up on the on the app, and they did not have that little not certified check, right. yet. Based on the interviews, based on what they're doing, they yes, they are one hundred percent right. No additives. They are. Right. They believe in the quality of their product. Looks like it's going to be hard to find, but I can't wait to try it somewhere. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think this Espanita, it's it's. Getting an 82 on Tequila Matchmaker from the panel, I've been saying all along that if it's an 80 or above, it's worth a try, and I haven't been disappointed yet. I don't feel as though this one tastes like additives, and I could go to my bar right now and get you one that has additives, and you'll taste the difference. Yeah. And we should do an episode on that, too. Yeah. Just like crap that we used to drink that we thought was good. Sure. We should do the Gateway Liquors. That that sounds horrible, but <laughs> we'll put ourselves I'm, through it. I'm willing to do it for the show. Right, we can mix up super sweet cocktails. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, and sleep in the car because <laughs> our wives won't let us back in the house. We should do this. All right, so I have a question, and it's kind of out there. Sagittarius, what's up? <laughs> Is that what you're going to ask? What was my sign? No. Oh, okay. No. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> and this, oh, I'm, I'm distracted now. This, this only goes one way. And I'm you not Sagittarius. <laughs> That's just the first one that popped into my head. So you can't go from being certified to being uncertified, right? Once, once you're certified. Well, you, I don't know. I guess you could if you didn't if go. If you Decided to go gangster and just started adding additives? Maybe, I mean, or do you have to research? I don't know the whole process. Yeah. It would be amazing to get Grover on the yeah. on the web. But my 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 question is, yeah. if you're uncertified and then you have a score as high as 84, if you suddenly get certified, let's say you have the folks come in and they do their tour, they look at their books, they watch the process... They get certified. Would the panel automatically go up a tick or two on the score? Ooh. So they might. I don't know if that sways their decision at all. I would hope not. But I would hope not, too. I'm, I'm hoping that these are professionals who are going on the nose, the taste, all of that. That El Tesoro is some of my favorite, and I know that you like it. Yes, that Reposado's an 84, and Yeho's an 83. I know you picked up uh, Blanco. I Blanco. guess the Blanco gets a really good score at 87. I love it. But 
Think about that. Reposado is my favorite Reposado, and that is an 84. And this one's coming in at 82. Where is it going to go? Yeah. Well, should we get back to one last sip? One One last sip. sip. And then you know what it's time for. Oh. All right. What'd you get on that one, Matt? So on that third sip, it's had some time in the glass, a little air, and I'm actually getting less agave, a lot of vanilla, a lot of that barrel spice still. And it's really quite a nice, I mean, for the price, this is a really good value. This is a nice way to introduce yourself to what an Añeja would be, right? Absolutely. I think it's a good value for that. And it's probably half the price of most Añejos on the shelf. Right. That's the thing with Añejos. You're going to pay for You're gonna pay a lot. that aging. It's it's over. It has to be over a year, right? It has right. to be 12 months or longer to be considered an Añejo. So, right. And we have to remember yeah. that the agave had to age six to nine years, depending on who you ask. In the soil. Right. 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 No, I like it. I think it's a good, I think it's a nice tequila. Would your opinion change if it came out that it had additives? Would you be like, oh, screw this, I'm going to go? So, would my opinion change? I would not buy it again. Only because, hmm, it's a premium spirit. And I think that there's enough good sustainably made, traditionally made tequila that I would rather spend my money on. Sure. So yes, knowing that it had additives, I would probably not buy it again. Sure. However, this doesn't taste like things that I know right. have additives. Yeah. You know, and that, that artificial might... that artificial vanilla flavors, right. the artificial right. sweet, sweet kind of flavors. Right. Which maybe right. we'll go revisit in a couple we of might. episodes. We've we already might. tasted that. You know what else I want to do? I want to just let you go. No, I don't think we've really let you off the leash. <laughs> Nobody has witnessed your the full geekdom. Okay. We need to do an all-whiskey episode Ooh. and let you just go down the rabbit hole and explain everything you know about this. I like it. I mean, we could pick out four, maybe even five high-proof bottles if you're ready. I mean, we'd have to strap in. High proof. I mean, high proof. I can already hear myself <laughs> slurring. <laughs> Call yeah. the Uber now because mm-hmm. it would be yeah, and you know, and Grubhub. I'm I'm not a big fan of the barrel proof, straight, you know, neat without any water or ice or anything. But the best part about it is that if you make a cocktail with a higher proof bourbon, it's going to stand out. I love a good old-fashioned because it, it highlights the spirit. That's two episodes. All right. Let's have you geek out on whiskey, and now you're threatening me with high proof. A high proof lineup, Ooh. yeah. And then we got to do an all-old-fashioned episode, and we should do a couple of whiskey old-fashions. And a couple tequila And a couple old-fashioned. of tequila old-fashions. Sounds good. I'm in. All right, so is it time? I think it's time. I think it is time for the quick sips. I love the high porn. It's not getting old for me. Me either. I I think it's great. 
Our listeners might right. All three listeners tell us, at this point. Hey guys, enough already. But we'll see. You know, if we drop like enough, it. if we make enough of nobody these, nobody has said anything so far. <laughs> Is that fair? I mean, nobody has come out so far no and said stop said any, it with the hype horn. You're right. As of right now, it might no happen. One, right. We haven't dropped anything yet, but right. As of right now, no one has said anything. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So in true quick sip fashion, yeah. I think that we go whiskey, tequila, tequila, whiskey, and everybody knows how this goes. We take a sip of the whiskey, give it its full chance. Yep. Roll it around, swallow it, and then quickly go into... And I like to get, I like to get a good sniff of the tequila and then sip it, but we're not rinsing, we're not resting, we're not doing anything. It's just straight, what did the whiskey do to the tequila? And then we'll reverse the process. You ready? Sounds good. Let's do some quick sips, brother. (laughs) I can see you. I'm like, what is he doing? He doesn't have his glass. (laughs) All right. Cheers. Cheers. All right, Drew. What did you get? So on that one, the, the whiskey, after it's been sitting here and after we've tasted both of them, had such a nice sweetness. It did. Yeah. It's been sitting here for a while, getting some air. Such a nice sweetness. And then when I go into the tequila, it kicked up for me all of the vanilla, the butterscotch, and I got a ton of like honey and barrel spice that I wasn't getting earlier. That is exactly what I got. What? Exactly what I got. Yes. It started off very sweet almost even some honey on the bourbon side and then yes a big kick of vanilla not even a lot of agave just vanilla and yep. spice and a nice finish of spice and sweet that just lingered on through and i would say that the whiskey was highlighted for the quick sip, but the agave definitely, or the the, te- the tequila definitely added to that that finish. You know, it helped helped create that nice long, little spicy but but sweet finish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so let's go the other way. Yeah. I'm, I can see I can see you reaching. I know what's happening. So, folks, we're gonna do another quick sip. <laughs> This will be the episode where they say, okay, guys, enough. <laughs> this will be the one. All right, so we're going to sip the tequila. We're not going to take a lot of time. Give the whiskey a good nose. Give it a sip. Let's see yep. what happens. Get right into it. Yep. Salute. Salute. Man, I know what I got on that. I want to hear what you got. Okay, so up into the finish, I was thinking, oh, this is even better because the tequila came off elegant and, and delicate with agave and vanilla and even a little bit of that honey. And then I nosed the whiskey and I got a little bit of what I'm assuming is the yeast that they use for the fermentation because oh. it was a little bit floral. It was a little bit, you know, of, a, of an herbal note that I did not get before. And then when I drank the whiskey, it was a cinnamon bomb that just went off in my mouth and then the finish brought on that mineral quality 
that mineral note, almost soapy note that was elevated. And it was only in the finish, but up until that point, it was phenomenal. And what we were saying <laughs> while we were slopping around right. was so mouth-watering. We, I never felt, you know, more mouth-watering experience than, than that. That was, that was, that part was amazing. Yes. But I almost say, I don't know, go ahead. What do you think? Well, I'm with you. The tequila was delicate. I got a lot more agave on the tequila this time than I have before. I smelled the Rebel 100, and I smelled a lot of rye, or what oh. reminded me of rye. However, that could that could be the yeast that you're talking about. I don't think I have yeah. that great of a whiskey palate or nose at this point. Some of the some of those herbal or floral qualities. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That I up. that I usually think that I smell in a rye. Does this even have rye in it? It has no rye. See, yeah. that's crazy. So it's probably just the barrel or it's that yeast. Same thing. I didn't get the astringent, but I got all of the cinnamon. Yeah. Cinnamon bomb. Just explosion of cinnamon yes. spice. And I guess you didn't call it astringent. You called it kind of a soapy. And then the same thing. Like, I can't keep my mouth from <laughs> watering here as I'm, even as I'm talking now. And this is it's two still, minutes after we've had it. It's still going. Yeah. It's still going. That, that was great. A lot of times we pick a winner. They both did something different. I don't know if I could choose a favorite. Yeah, I think we would have to do it four or five more times, but then we might not be able to stand I up. I would say we turn <laughs> off the recording if we're going to do it that Stop way. Stop recording. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, I'm willing to do but it. But for science for, purposes. Yeah. Just for you and I to have it. Yeah. Because we got to come up with a decision. Now, I would lean more towards the whiskey first, tequila second. Okay. Because I really enjoyed that honey note. The butterscotch and honey note that you mentioned, and I did get that on when the tequila was second, you know, and the cinnamon bomb that went off in my mouth with the whiskey second, I could probably live without, you know, if oh, I had to okay. pick. So it was good, but I would lean more towards the tequila second. Fair enough. I'm not, I'm not making a call on this one. All right. I enjoyed them I'm both. I'm not going to make you. Yeah, I enjoyed them both, and I, literally my mouth is still watering. It's been like four minutes. Yes. Yeah, I, that that's impressive how it's still going. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. So I I think that wraps it up. Yeah, I'm I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. All right. So that about wraps it up for us. <laughs> we want to thank you for listening. Please like and follow and subscribe and all that stuff. Give us a five-star rating. And we are on Instagram, and we have a Facebook group at... Whiskey Tequila Fridays. We want to thank Joby once again at Forsha Creek for our music. Such a great song. Check out his podcast at uh, Forsha Creek. And we ask that you drink responsibly. And if you like drinking whiskey and you like drinking tequila, then it's always a Friday. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. Cheers. Cheers, brother. Oh, we appreciate y'all hanging. But now it's time to go. Come on back for more Whiskey Tequila Friday Show.